Hey everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. It's the Ringer's Philly Special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up. And with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the local angle on FanDuel TV. I'm Sheil Kapadia with Ben Solak from the Ringers. Philly special, we are going to break down the Eagles' thrilling 28-23 win over the Cowboys. Then we'll have the rest of the crew join us off the pike. Brian Barrett and James White will talk about that Patriots loss to the Commanders. Then it'll be Jason Goff from the full go on the Bears' loss to the Saints. And finally, John Jastrzemski, JJ, on that embarrassing Giants loss to the Raiders and a Jets A lot Chargers. of losses on the local angle this week. Not here. Elsewhere. Not here, though. Not here. A- everywhere else. Yeah, and, and, and JJ will preview Jets Chargers. We're, yeah, we're the only podcast with a winning team. So, like, and what a win it was. Eagles over a, a classic. I, mean, I think it's a classic. I would have to go back and rank so all my good. all-time Eagles-Cowboys games. I think in recent memory, uh, this one had it all. My first question how did the Eagles win this football game? And how, how did that fourth quarter last like seven hours? I was real positive they were losing it. I was positive several times. <laughs> Once they had the opportunity to salt the game away, we've talked about it a lot on this show, Shield. Six and a half minutes left, got a five-point lead. Eagles are going to get the football. Snap every ball with two seconds left on the play clock. Four-yard run, five-yard run, four-yard run. Walk this thing down the field. Ended up taking knees on the seven-yard line, taking it home by five. I, like, we... We have lauded that ability to do this all season. 
First and 10, good stop by the Cowboys defense. Second and eight, good stop by the Cowboys defense. Third and five. It's a little awkward here if you want to run the football. You got to make sure you get at least four yards, at least five, really. Then four, maybe a sneak it deep in your own end. Ah, it's tough. What's going to happen? They go for the one-on-one shot to A.J. Brown and just Hurts, who had been really accurate in this game, had been really accurate throwing to Brown all, all, all season, misses him. Not even a chance on that one, and they got to punt that ball away. The second the Eagles failed to do the sit-on-you drive, the salt-away drive, I knew they were losing this game, and boy, sure did they try. There were so many instances in this fourth quarter where you were like, that's a sign, that's it. It's a, I mean, the, the fumble to Deion, where they're running A.J. Brown in motion, and they hand the football off to DeAndre Swift, and he fumbles there. Uh, so we will get to all of that, certainly, on the Ringers Philly special. But Solak, let's start with our uh, big picture thoughts here. My big picture thought is... They found a way, as cliched as it sounds. Listen, they, this is a this is a coin flip game. I think you play this game 10 times, you're probably winning at five, you're losing at five. It was that type of game. The Cowboys played very well. Dak Prescott, I, I thought was fantastic for the most part uh, in this game. Eagles come away with the five-point win. We know those one-possession games, you add them up at the end of the year, they can go either way. But here are the facts. The, the win-loss record for your Philadelphia Eagles, Ben, Eight and one. They have a three-game lead now in the win column over the Dallas Cowboys with eight games to play. Eagles get their bye uh, next week. This is a great place to be. The Lions have two losses. Every other team in the NFC has at least three losses. So uh, there's a long way to go. The schedule is still tough. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Cowboys again, the 49ers, the Seahawks. We know this was just the start of, a, of the gauntlet part of the schedule for the Eagles. But at 8-1, and one, they've got a little cushion here where if they blow one or two of these games, they might still be able to withstand it and still get that one seed in the NFC. So that's kind of my zoom out. We'll get into all the details, but my big picture thought on what this win meant for the Eagles. The Eagles have a two and a half game lead in the division. They've not lost a game in the division. They've beaten the commanders twice, both of games that were were tight games, and they beat the Cowboys in a tight game. I mean, the Eagles win football games more successfully than any other team in the league does over the last two seasons. And, And sometimes deservedly, sometimes undeservedly, you know, sometimes with luck, sometimes in this way, sometimes in that way. But man, does this team find a way to 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 win the game late. Uh, we, I remember you and I, January, man, February last year, being like, geez, been doing a lot of pods, talking a lot of weeks, loving this Eagles playoff run, but this is a lot of extra work. Shit, we got to start getting ready for some extra work this season. I mean, this team is so good at winning football games. Incredible for the fact that it's a young coach and it's a young quarterback. The testament to their veteran presence that they've got. Uh, but even with the coordinator changes this year, we've now gone through half of the season. This team feels so similar to the team last season and its ability to win a game late. Ugly, pretty, deserved, undeserved, what have you. They win it. It's really the perfect uh, type of win, as we've said many times this year, for both Eagles fans and Eagles coaches. Because guess what? You get to mark down win. Uh, you get to yell at your friends who root for other teams and make fun of them for having more than one loss. At the same time, you get Imagine to be angry losing. at your own team. Imagine losing a game. Like how could? Why would you do that? Walk me through the strategy there. I personally don't get it. As you pointed out last week, it's wild that they're 8-1 and one and their one loss is to Zach Wilson. That's still, you're going to have to remind me of that every podcast uh, that we do because I, I really uh, can't believe it here. So uh, yeah, you still get to be angry at the team. You still get to yell at them for the dumb stuff that they did in this game. And there was plenty of that that, uh, again, we'll get to. But in the end, they're 8-1. and one. So that's one uh, big picture thought. Another one I had, Ben, is that they need this by very very, 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 very badly when you look at kind of the state of their key players in this game. And we're recording this uh, right after the game finished. But what were you thinking? End of the first half, 
Demarcus Lawrence hits Jalen Hurts slow in that knee. It's got that awkward looking like, ooh, that does not look like a pleasant hit. Jalen Hurts stays down, which if you've watched Jalen Hurts since he started, it was starting quarterback for the Eagles, the guy doesn't stay down. I mean, he, he has had injuries and he doesn't stay down. That time he stayed down for a second before jogging off the field. Then they bring him back in. He hands the ball off uh, and then he goes in to halftime. Were you thinking bad thoughts uh, when that hit happened or did you think, I think he's okay? What, what were you feeling at the time? I thought he was okay because just watching the play, it seemed like he got hit on his on a knee that we know like they, they've said like has like a bruise but they won't put him on the injury report but we've seen him limp so i think he got hit on his bad leg and i think that that really hurt and i think it was nice that they had the halftime locker room to go into i don't know if he necessarily like you know if, if they would have had to immediately go on another drive or have to continue a drive what he would have looked like if you go in the halftime locker room Get a little treatment, a little, little help, a little doc, doctoral assistance. You treatment, feel, yeah. You don't, who you, knows you don't what feel that, that leg as much as you used to, <laughs> and then you keep it chugging, right? I mean, they walk out in the second half, and they call an option, man. I mean, they, they he pulls and he runs it, right? They wanted to show very quickly, very early, we're not worried about using him and using his legs. We feel like he, he's capable. Absolutely, they need the buy, uh, in, in part for Hurts, in part for just how nicked up they're getting in general. Like in the secondary, they've been dealing with injuries. Uh, I like Boston Scott's not available for this game. They've had offensive line, a little bit carousel on the right side a little bit. So like the buy is just going to help overall. Hurts, I don't expect to be 100% this season until I see him be 100%. But like e- even in the first half before he got hit in that leg, he had a, a run to the right side where he got chased down uh, by by a Cowboys defensive lineman, forces a fourth and short. They sneak it, they get it, who cares? But he wasn't getting chased down on those last year. So I don't expect him to be healthy until I see that over multiple weeks. Maybe that'll come after the bye. I don't expect it, though. I think that's right. I think the way to look at this is they don't play again until uh, Monday night football in week 11. So Hertz does get some time off here for treatment for recovery. We don't know the exact details of the injury other than they called it a bone bruise. And so we don't know what it takes for this thing to recover, but there's no doubt he's not the same guy physically. By the way, that shows up in a big way uh, in the run game. They're not the same team running the football that they were, that they are when Jalen Hurts is healthy. Now, whether that means they go into the bye and they say, hey, let's change the things up schematically because we know this is the case now. Uh, Who knows? But I will say this about Hertz, Ben, and and we talk about the intangibles with him all the time. We're like, it's weird because all the weird, like cliche intangible stuff, it actually applies to Jalen Hertz. He gets hit there, end of the first half. They come out in the second half, put together a terrific drive where he just drops a dime to Devontae Smith on the left side on that go ball for a 29-yard touchdown. I'm just like, this is what the guy does over and over and over again. Like, and you, you kind of take some of it for granted. At times, again, they had issues offensively down the stretch, but for him to come out after taking that hit, whatever they did at halftime, and then he comes out and they just go right down the field to kind of take control at the uh, the game. Remember, they were losing. Uh, they were losing the game at that time. They're down 17-14. That was a key drive, and he makes the huge throw uh, to Devontae Smith right there. That's just like another example. If we're writing our like, here are moments of Jalen Hurts you shouldn't take for granted early in his career. Uh, I'm putting that one on there. Yeah, it's it's that throw that he hit to Smith was it was such a good reminder of like, ah, right. And also elite quarterback. Right. And and also, like, sometimes he makes throws that nobody else makes. It's a perfect ball. Pitch perfect. Yeah. Can't put it in a better spot. 40 yards down the field. Fred chef kiss. Gorgeous. Uh, he's unbelievable. The Eagles are so unbelievably mistake free in general. Right. Including like penalties wise. They're one of the lowest penalized teams in the league. This is another big game in which like. 
they are getting away with penalties that the other guys aren't. It's like it's it's easy thing to say when your team is a low penalized team, but getting away from getting away with penalties is a sign of good coaching. The Eagles are very good at holding on the offensive line. They do it all the time and they never get called. That they that's been true for a lot of years now at this point, right? So they're a well coached team, uh, they're a high execution team, and then every so often their quarterback makes a play that saves them out, out of a sticky spot. And that being an example of like they weren't in a bad spot necessarily, which is there's not that many guys in the league who throw that ball that well. And Hertz is one of them. His ability on the nine ball specifically, like to the outside sideline, it's critical because you load the box and you get safeties low and you're taking away the run, you're taking away the slants and everything. You have to be able to punish that defense somehow. You punish it with the nine ball. And Hertz does it again and again and again. Yeah, he was uh, he was just very efficient in this game. Seventeen for twenty three, two hundred seven yards, two touchdown, two touchdowns, no interceptions against. By the way, a very very good defense. Like that is a top five defense that the Cowboys have, uh, and the Eagles still find a way to put up twenty eight points, four touchdowns in this game. Again, they couldn't put the game away down the stretch, but for a lot of this game, I was thinking, man, this is a very efficient, uh, good game plan for the Eagles here. Some of the other reasons I said Ben that they need to buy Dallas Goddard leaves the game in the second half yeah, there uh, he did he did not come back so we'll see what his status is Devonte smith was limping on the sideline at one point I, I don't know he kept playing so we'll see there the last drive Dar- james bradbury and darius Slay. i think our consecutive plays leave the football game and then they come back in the, fo- <laughs> in the football game uh in the red zone that was just a wild fine that that final drive let, let, let's finish uh the FanDuel tv segment with this what are you thinking there on that final drive where Bradbury has the DPI, uh, Hassan Reddick has the roughing the passer. Sidney Brown is on CeeDee Lamb one-on-one. Not ideal. Or I mean, what were the bad thoughts going through your head at that point? First and goal from the six the Cowboys had with 24 seconds left. That's, there's no timeouts. That should be ball game every single time. And this was, they got first and six, it, it was first and goal, it was first and five from the six because they'd gotten the, the, the offsides from Jalen Carter. This should be so unequivocally ball game. And the Cowboys go back five yards on a false start. And then the Eagles get the sack from, from Josh Sweat. The Eagles pass rush late in these games, man. Just like someone on the sideline flicks a switch and all of their brains just start firing. Like they're, they're, they're all just kept dormant for 55 minutes, right? Just like, Oh, get after the passer. Oh, Hassan Reddick on block sack. Nice play. Whatever. Great. Oh, good little rotation. Oh, Derek Barnett snap. And then like the clock hits five minutes in the fourth quarter. And they're like, okay, please win now. And just everybody starts eating. Unbelievable how well this pass rush turned on there late. Bullying Terrence Steele, the right tackle. That's the weak link. Josh Sweat with a huge win off that side. Gets the big sack. And then the the clock is running. The Cowboys can't stop it. They don't have a timeout. Okay, they're going to spike it. They're going to spike it. They're going to spike it. They decide to throw it. Weird. They decide to throw it to Jalen Tolbert weirder stop throwing to him why are you doing this and then they get that massive third and goal they have a, a delay of game and and they throw short of the sticks the eagles defensively were not in a position to win that game the cowboys offensively as captained by mike mccarthy were also not in a position to win that game and they were even more poorly positioned to win that game against a lot of nfl offenses the eagles are walking out losers but there is just nobody in the league who's better at fumbling a late game situation than McCarthy is. That was uh, to me largely on the Cowboys, not so much on the Eagles' success. Besides that one, Josh Sweat repping. That's what you need from your pass rush. If I'm a Cowboys fan, that's the one I can't get over. Fourth down, gotta have it spot, and Shield. you're throwing an ISO yeah. comeback route. Jalen Tolbert, are you? Imagine serious? if I were, if you, if we were, if you were Cowboys <laughs> right now, I would be 
I would be screaming for heads to roll. Dude, I would be furious to have that fourth quarter that they did and to just Luke Schoonmaker doesn't run the route deep enough, gets tackled at the inch line. Dak doesn't get the pylon on the two-point conversion. We get a fourth down and we go isolation Jalen Tolbert. Let's not even like fourth down isolation Jalen Tolbert. The Cowboys, after stopping the Eagles on the, the drive that I opened with, got the football back, right? They get the football back. It's about four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You have three timeouts. So if you manage this, you're down by five. If you manage this drive intelligently, then you can get down the field and score a touchdown with zero seconds on the clock. You can do that, right? You can eat all the time, score, and ensure the Eagles get no possession. But because you have three timeouts, and because your offense hasn't been good in goal-to-go situations, you also have the option to push the football, and in the event that you don't get the, 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 the touchdown on the first try, use your three timeouts, force the Eagles to punt the ball, and get a second opportunity. The Cowboys decide to go for the first choice. The Cowboys are slowly walking the ball down the field. They get they, on third and 21 out of the two minute warning, third and 21, they pick up 15 yards, fourth and six, and they don't have a play called. They huddle. They lose 40 seconds. You have three timeouts. Either take them and score on this drive or don't take them and hurry up so that if you don't get it, you have more time for the second drive. Were you born yesterday? Um, unbelievable mismanagement. Horrible, horrible fourth quarter from Mike McCarthy. I, I, I'd i be livid if I was a Cowboy fan. I'm livid and I'm not a Cowboy fan. Unbelievable. <laughs> Nothing more uh, Philly than on the first segment after an Eagles big win. We just end it uh, by ripping the Cowboys uh, rather than... Reprehensible. Greg Olson was all over that. Yeah, he was saying at the time, like, you can, you know, you can pick up the pace here and give yourself multiple opportunities. They did not do that. All right. Thanks to those of you watching on FanDuel TV. Remember, you can listen to the Philly Special, Ringer's Philly Special on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. To those of you listening in audio form right now, we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, we are back on the Ringers, Philly special. I was thinking, I was like, you know, we spend all this time like analyzing these games. I don't think anyone had the Bradbury versus uh, Jalen Tolbert matchup. This, this will be key. We'll be coming back to this over and over and over again. Dak, uh, just incredible. Dak is so good pre-snap, but sometimes it leads to just the dumbest stuff. Like 
it, do you know you have man coverage on like a nice man beating route? Yeah. Do you also know it's Jalen Tolbert who is not had not caught a touchdown in the NFL until today against James Bradbury? Like, yeah, dude. It, the the when he threw the the touchdown to Schoonmaker that they took off the boards, he was tackled at the inch line. He had a rub route to the left side, which was two tight ends, Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoonmaker, and then he had a rub route to the field, which was two receivers, Brandon Cook. He took the tight end side. Schoon uh, Ferguson doesn't run the route correctly. Schoonmaker so like like Bradbury uh, uh, Blankenship doesn't actually get rubbed, and Schoonmaker's too shallow on the route, and he's tackled. The rubber on the other side was open. It was man coverage across the board. Pick your receivers, dude. Don't pick your tight ends, including your second round rookie who's played like 19 snaps in his life. Like, like it's so much of like doing the right math to get to the wrong solution with Dak. And that's just how you end up with like, like in the fourth quarter, Tolbert had as many targets as CeeDee Lamb did. Bad, Oof. bad, not good. Oh Don't do that. Do something else, dude. That, that's uh that's wild all right here's here's what i wanted to do uh so like i messaged you like 90 seconds before uh we came on and was like let's let, let's do uh this little exercise because i feel like there was so much that happened and we kind of touched on a little bit here and there there was so much that happened in that fourth quarter i had to go through and kind of write it all down and so i wanted to just start with that where 117 left in the third quarter eagles 87 yard drive four-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown. They go up 28-17. It's like Eagles are in control. Maybe they'll get a little turnover here. This will turn into a route. Who knows? That's not what happens. Cowboys get the ball next. They need to score to stay in this football game. They go 71 yards on 13 plays. They take over six minutes off the clock. Uh, I forgot all this stuff like until I wrote it down. So you may have already forgotten, but you you eat your almonds. You have a you have a younger brain. You probably remember all this. Uh, the fourth and one play, Ben, where Dak Prescott has to sneak. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. I felt like Dom was watching Nick Sirianni. It's like if ever I'm going to have to like restrain this man from actually physically assaulting an official, this is going to be the game. If you if you notice Dom's face in this, Sirianni challenges it. The same play. Kevin Byard and Jake Ferguson go at it. Byard got it gets tossed, but he gets the personal foul penalty there. Uh, so this sets up. Uh, eventually, the Cowboys get third and goal from the four. Prescott tries to scramble. You remember this play? Darius Slay and Zach Cunningham just upend him. Yeah, uh, inside. Yeah, at like the at like the one yard line. Then it's fourth and goal from the fourth. That's the play you were just talking about. Initially ruled the TV, uh, a TD to Schoonmaker. Replay reverses it. Nice job by Reed Blankenship. Nice screw up by the Cowboys. Eagles get a goal line stand. Um, anything from that sequence yes. that you want to touch on, go ahead. That's just what the segment's going to yeah. be. I'm just going to read off what happened and then you tell me what you think. Byard, second man, uh, uh, t uh, unnecessary roughness penalty. You got to know you're a vet. Second guy gets called. Can't retaliate in that spot. Might have got to stop on fourth and one. That was a bad play by Byard. Uh, with that said, the Sirianni challenge there is such a tilt. It's such a tilt. He's like, he's <laughs> mad about the roughness call. He's mad that they sneaked it on the Eagles. He's challenging it. There's never, ever, ever going to be enough evidence to overturn that. No chance. No. You chuck it anyway because you're mad. Incredible, especially that okay. one. Yeah, I, I didn't think yeah. there was anything where, I, like, I, I was like, I think he got that with like the whatever the last effort was. So yeah, that's a good call by you. Yeah. So great tilt. We love that. Just anger challenge. That's <laughs> sick. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, the uh, the scramble. Right. That looks like Prescott's going to score there. That was excellent job. First man there was was uh, was Reed. Reed did a really good job. Or not Reed. I uh, was Slay. Excuse me. Slay. Slay did a yeah. really good job and of then cutting. Cunningham. 
of, of forcing Prescott up in the air, right? You, you you disconnect him from the ground. He's now stoppable as opposed to if he's still connected to the ground, he can bounce off of contact, retain his balance, lean, whatever, and then cutting and finish that off. So that's, and that like those plays, like that tackling work ends up mattering, mattering a lot because on fourth and goal, you get the stop, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah like, I, like I said, when I was talking about that route, uh, Ferguson's wrong and then Schoonmaker's wrong. The, the amount of young players who do not get the right depth at the goal line. Like if I need to get 50 years older until I act like this, but it drives me nuts. It's just the easiest thing that everybody gets wrong. Like, oh, like when we practice this route, I read it this step. No, if you're at the goal line, get across the goal line every single time. Big, big, big mistake by a young player there for them. Uh, that drive, you're like, okay, cool. The Eagles are going to win. Set up by 11 and there's five minutes left in the, or six minutes left in the fourth quarter. A lot more happened between there, there and now, but the conclusion was go. right. Here you go. Next thing that happened, Eagles go uh, three and out. They have a uh, a bad punt. You know they're backed up uh, there in their in their own territory. They run the uh, brotherly shove. Then I think they had a swift run, and then they throw the screen to Devonte Smith. I think he was limping uh, after that one. So the Cowboys get great field position. They take over at their own forty eight. They need just five plays to score. Uh, Dak Pres- we t- talked about a lot of Jalen Tolbert uh, on this pod already. Uh, Dak Prescott finds Jalen Tolbert for thirty two yards, uh, and then a seven yard touchdown to Jalen Tolbert. Now, I'm curious what you thought about this. Uh, I want I don't know if James Bradbury is injured. He, he does not. He's never looked like great athletically, but when an older corner like loses is more of a step and he wasn't like exactly finishing uh, that play, that does give me concern. At the same time, I looked at both those plays, plays specifically the 32 yarder, like, and you talked about how the Eagles pass rush finished at the end. At that point in the game, I'm going, Eagles pass rush is getting manhandled in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nobody around Dak Prescott. He was Now, he had uh, plays earlier in the game where he was scrambling. He was creating time. He was doing a fantastic job. On, those specific, on that specific play, that 32-yarder, he was sitting back there for I don't know what the time to throw was. It felt like forever. So I was like, I'm going to ease up a little bit uh, on James Bradbury and put some of that on the pass rush. What did you think of that, that sequence, that drive by the Cowboys? Yeah, I, I very much agree with, with the with the Brad Braver's pass rush assessment. The other thing that I would say is that the Eagles corners play things quite aggressively and, and attack breaks because they assume if I take away something for long enough, if I take away yes. this first look, I don't necessarily have to worry about getting to the scramble draw as much because, you know, it's going to save me the pass rush. The touchdown being an example of where, like, Brad Braver presses him at the line. He gets into trail, exactly what you're supposed to do, red zone. And then Tolbert, he looks like he's going to break to the outside, and Brad Braver's on it. And then he goes to break upfield, kind of, like, start the scramble drill, and Brad Braver's there. And then he breaks again to the pile. And at that point, like, Brad Braver's just never going to play for the third break. Like, you can't in the red zone. Yeah. And so... Is Bradbury a little long in the tooth? And you can tell that he's not as quick as he was like three years ago. Yes. Like he's not as quick as he was last year. Yes. He's still really good because he knows what he's doing. Uh, Those are situations where there's not a lot of corners in the league who would win that even against a guy like Tolbert because Greg Olson, again, did a great job calling this out. Hardest thing to to, to cover in the red zone is the scramble. So it's tough to fault him too much for that. Uh, With that said, also, you know, that's where you start talking about getting gassed in terms of of conditioning as well, right? Like you start getting tired there at the fourth quarter. uh, Your your offense had had one three and out at that point. The Cowboys possessed the ball for most of the second half just by virtue of like how the drives went. You start to get a little bit gassed, I think, when when you've gone nine weeks without a bye week. It's another way that 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 extra week of rest is going to help you out. 
Yeah, the touchdown to Tolbert, that's like the, you know, when we go to training camp or watch practices and a receiver runs a route like that, you're yeah. like, give me a break. Why are you even doing this? This is never going to happen in a game. Well, I guess on occasion it happens in the game. It's just, it's a lot to ask. I mean, and again, on that touchdown, I think Prescott did buy time. So, so credit to him. Uh, on the other one, he was just kind of standing back there. But your point is a good one. These corners are like, they have so many reps of this where if I cover that first move, our pass rush is getting home and I don't have to worry about it. Like that is, that is what they're used to because that happens so often that didn't happen on that 32 yarder. And that's why Prescott was able to find uh Tolbert there for the big game. All right. So the Cowboys uh, score there. Uh, now you're like, uh Oh, this, this looks like it's going to be a game. Prescott scrambles for the two point try initially ruled good. Then his foot's out of bounds. So he doesn't get it. 28-23, very big for your boy who picked the Eagles minus three in our picks contest. Needed that one. Thank you, uh, Dak. For I'm not ready to there. talk about the picks contest <laughs> after the Falcons and Texans games, dude. I was robbed we'll, this week. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for extra point taken. Uh, so 28-23 at that point. Eagles get the ball again. And this is what you were talking about. This is a drive where I'm thinking in my head, all right, put the game away. The ball is, your offense has played well for the most part this game. You were in a tough spot, backed up in your own t- in your own end zone. The previous possession, that's understandable. Here you go. You get the ball at a reasonable spot, uh, milk some clock, get some first downs, end the game. Third and three. I mean, I thought that, that was a baffling call. I thought like, like third and three, even Olsen was like, all right, we know what they're going to do here. They're going to run the ball. It's going to be fourth and one, fourth and one and a half. And then they're going to run the brotherly shove to run, to, to just go, go ball. I mean, I don't know. I would be curious what AJ Brown says about that play. AJ Brown didn't even look like he thought the ball was coming his way. Jalen Hurts sails it uh, out of bound, bounds. I don't know what was going on there, but Brown was barely looking. Bad throw by Hertz. It's third and three. Like, what are you doing? Wild call, wild decision. I don't know if you thought it, you know, it was a check or it came from or what was going on there, if you thought it was a reasonable call. But if they lose this game, we might be like, well, we're no, we're probably leading the show with the defense. When we get to the offense, that's the play I think we're we're leading with because they had to punt uh after that one, and that kept the Cowboys alive. Yeah, I tried to find a replay of it. I couldn't find one. And so at the time, I, it didn't look like check to me. Uh, I, I'm, I would imagine they had a can, like they had the ability to get to a run and Hertz didn't take it, if anything. Uh, one-on-one with A.J. Brown, you can only hate it so much. The guy's 125 receiving yards in six straight games is just, you know, good good football player. Good, good like that, whatever. All together, though, yeah. you. Uh, I would like to run the football at that spot. You've been running the football... Not super great over the last few weeks, but you've had success going between the tackles on this Cowboys team to this point. Uh, I, I don't think you have to worry about Steen as much as you have to worry about maybe Suo Peta and like your ability to go off the right side. I also think that if it were fourth and anything less than one, you're probably going for Exactly. It. You're going for it. Yeah, it's on the 32. They've done it from the... Be on they the did it on the first possession. Yeah, they, they did, did it on the 34 before. So yeah, I, 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 I like run there. I think run's the correct call. Um, yeah, or RPO, or there's just something more high percentage. I mean, it's three yards. You've got big boys uh, on your team. That was just, uh, I'm curious to hear what they say about that call. So that was a big one. Now they have to punt. Uh, now Eagles defense is back on the field. And Brandon Graham, I don't know that we've mentioned him once in the first eight weeks on this pod. I mean, there's listen, he had his mo- some moments earlier in the season and he was rushing from the inside. He was rushing against centers. His just snap count has been minimized 
dramatically compared to last year. But maybe it's a case of what you said. Maybe, you know, they look at it and they're like, our edge guys are kind of fatigued here. They're not making plays. Let's get Brandon Graham some reps. He comes in with a huge sack. And then Brandon Graham and Jalen Carter uh, with another, they, they split a sack where I actually thought when they showed the replay, I'm like, I can't believe it. I thought they might call a penalty on Jalen. Some of the roughing the passer calls I saw today when Jalen Carter makes a little contact with Dak Prescott's uh, yeah. head there. I mean, it was incidental. Prescott wanted the call. I thought he might get called for that. Uh, and then fourth and eight from the Eagles 29 again. Jalen Tolbert versus James Bradbury. And credit to Bradbury. That was a great rep by Bradbury. Did not, no, yep. no interference. Nothing close to a penalty there. Uh, played it perfectly. Nothing <laughs> close to a penalty. Earlier in the game, Stephon Gilmore got called for a P.I. on A.J. Brown. That's so true. Like, that was horrible. Exist. I was Terrible holding my call. breath on that one. I thought they were going to yeah. flag Bradbury, just the way they were calling it today. Yeah, uh, good call. Um, yeah, but what you, what'd you think of that? B.J., Jalen Carter come through. Uh, there, the pass rush wakes up, and then Bradbury gets the, the PBU. You probably thought it was over at that point. It was not over at that point. It was not over at that point. <laughs> well, that was just the, the thing I was just wondering was like, all right, how much time are the Cowboys going to get on this clock when they get the ball back? Because again, like I thought if they managed it differently, they could have had so much more time. Which imagine if instead of first and and goal, first and five from the six with 24 seconds left, the Cowboys have 36 seconds left. It dramatically changes the game. 48 seconds. It dramatically changes the way that you call that. Uh, so it, 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 it was hugely mismanaged. This drive was the drive that really lost it for the Cowboys, in my opinion. Was this the penultimate drive right here? Obviously, once they got first and five from the six, they were god-awful, and they also lost it there. But this drive in particular, just the, the lethargic nature of it, uh, the fact that they were they were letting the clock run, and they weren't using timeouts, and weren't, they weren't hustling, this is what lost it for them. Uh, pass rush showing up here was big, right? The Brandon Graham win, like I said, they were getting after steel. I agree with you on the Carter play. I was also like, ah, okay, no, we're good. That's wonderful. Uh, and the other thing, watching this, was wondering, like, all right, what are the narratives going to be coming out of this game? Because the Cowboys get all the way down. And, like, Dak largely played such a good game, but he was inaccurate on this drive. Like, he had missed throws. There were open receivers. And the Eagles get away. And it's going to be like, all right, like, you know, Dak was terrible. Eagles are great. Go Birds. And it's, like, a nice and simple. And I was like, I mean, like, man, they really, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have to talk about how they really got by by the skin of their teeth here. Little did I know, the teeth were about to get even skinnier. <laughs> like, I, I thought like this was going to be the one where it's going to be like, listen, this was really close, guys. We've got to take this serious. It got yeah. way closer, way more obvious that it was close, obviously, in the next drive. There you go. It got way closer because Eagles offense comes back onto the field. Two DeAndre Swift, Swift runs. And then A.J. Brown comes in motion. Jalen Hurts hands the football off. DeAndre Smith runs into it. Does say something about the Eagles that like that really stood out. What a disaster that was. They're like this does not happen often. The Eagles are normally very well coached in a key spot like that. Runs into AJ Brown. Fumble. Ball on the ground. Tyler Steen in his first career start as an Eagle somehow gets under there grabs the football and recovers it just so that the Eagles can punt and that they don't give the Cowboys the ball there. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think happened there? What Do, do you have any idea and what so, usually happens when that happens? Right. So usually what it is that, is that the timing of the snap relative to the motion is wrong, right? Like what you're, what you're trying to present 
in that spot right there, especially when it's AJ Brown moving, is the potential of uh, uh, running like an RPO or running play action and throwing that ball to AJ Brown. A lot of teams, when they want to throw the ball in like salt the clock situations, will run this exact look because it's a very high percentage throw to AJ Brown, right? It's because you can be on the slide, you know, run into the flat, you just dump it off to like him. the touchdown, right? Kind of yeah, like the touchdown exactly. to AJ Brown. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're trying to present that. Now, the Eagles don't run a ton of preset motion uh, at one of the lowest rates in the league. And so you would expect them to honestly have more issues with the timing of stuff like this when they do it. But they, they tend not to. They tend to be very well coached. Great execution. We talked about this earlier. On this one, they're not. Brown the Brown should be further along in his motion when the ball is snapped so that he's past the, the inflection point, past the mesh point by the time the ball is given off. He doesn't. Swift runs directly into him. AJ, by the way. Just doesn't even like turn. AJ's like, screw that guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't give a. I don't give a hoot about him. AJ keeps 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 it trucking. DeAndre Swift, like Micah Parsons, should have recovered this ball. It bounced beyond between DeAndre Swift's legs, and yes. he was able to kick it and push it enough that Parsons didn't get it, and then it gets recovered by Tyler Steen. I, I I am so positive the Eagles are a blessed team with like the penalties they get away with, like the the no uh, hands to the face on James Bradbury, Michael Gallup was amazing. Like the penalties they get away with, incredible. The like the fourth down stuff they can do in the short yard stuff, unreal. Like the 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 third and nineteen hurts touchdowns, it's crazy. They're a blessed team. I love rooting for them. Everything falls their way. Never have I been more positive than on that freaking fumble. That should have been the Cowboys' ball. So like, think about it. There are two Eagles looking at that ball who can see it, right? It's Swift and Hurts. There's every single Cowboys defender is looking at the ball. The offensive line facing the other way. How did Steam get to that ball? It's amazing the Cowboys didn't get that. And then, yeah, you get to punt it and you win the game. It really is underrated. I would say other than the Bradbury hold in the Super Bowl, it feels like every 50-50 thing goes their way for like two years. <laughs> no problem, man. So that's, I mean, how you win, that's how you win this many games, right? It's like you, you, <laughs> you, you know, the Eagles are extremely good, but you also have to have some luck. The Eagles absolutely yeah. got some nice calls, both like stuff that wasn't called on them and stuff that was called on the Cowboys, whatever, that helped them out in this game. But that that fumble in particular, where it's just like the Eagles, <laughs> like this, this smooth well-executed team has finally stumbled like it, it, it has been so long since they have shot themselves in the foot in a loss like even their losses have been honorable like they, it, they have finally just made like a, the inevitable mistake that like any team would make just over so much time and so much effort so much execution nope <laughs> recovered punt we win don't worry about it uh what you what you see more often is that the motion guy gets hit with the snap like that that I feel I don't know how many times but you you see that more often where the motion guy the ball snapped and it just kind of hits them and then somebody has to recover the fumble I don't I can't remember if I've seen that before where it's actually like you know the snap was early enough where the ball is handed off and the the motion guy is so late that the back is running yeah. into the motion guy's uh, butt watching it watching it right now there. so Brown doesn't even go in motion like I think he's just the slide route. <laughs> Which maybe, like, you probably, ideally, this is Goddard if Goddard's healthy. Because Goddard's the one who actually does this all the mm, that's time. That's interesting. Brown good point. Brown doesn't do it nearly point. as much. I was thinking, say, we did it, he did it on the RPO. Uh, he did it on the touchdown. Uh, but he's just, I mean, like, there's just, <laughs> the fact that he's not in motion makes it worse. There's just no way this play should have worked. <laughs> because he's right in the way. <laughs> like, they should have had Swift on the other side. Like, the handoff shouldn't be on the left, should be on the right, but then you can't run the RPL. I have no idea how this was supposed to work. But they run right into each other. Doesn't matter. We're fine. Uh, unbelievable. So, uh, Eagles punt there. So, now, here we go. It comes down to it. Cowboys take over at their own 14 with 46 seconds left. 
and no timeouts. Okay, they need a touchdown. Remember, they did not get the two-point conversion. They need the touchdown. You're feeling pretty good. First play. I mean, Bradbury just like, I mean, what, what, what was that? He's just like face guarding and mauling the receiver for a 36-yard defensive pass interference. Not only that, but he gets injured on the play. So all of a sudden, off the bat, Cowboys get a 36-yard DPI. Next play, uh, Darius Slay gets injured, and Hassan Reddick commits a roughing the pass there, where credit to Hassan Reddick, he tried to do the old, no, no, I'm helping you off. I would never do it. No, I didn't do anything. But no, he still got called for the roughing yep. the pass there. Uh, it was too late. Next play. Uh, I think Sidney Brown got picked, but they're like, 14 yards to CD Lamb. There's no one near him. <laughs> like, oh, the, Cow- the Cowboys got the ball with 46 seconds left with no timeouts. And their first place went for 36 yards on penalty, 25 yards on gain plus penalty, and then 14 yards on, on gain. They gained oh my God. 76 yards oh on three God. plays, but 20, 27 in, in, in 19 seconds with no timeouts. Tough. Yes. And then Olsen keeps pointing out, he's like, it'd be real nice if the Eagles had a timeout now to settle these guys down. Well, they have no timeouts because they had the emotional challenge on the Dak Prescott quarterback sneak. So Eagles have no timeouts. Next play, Jalen Carter encroachment. You know what? Maybe that was just like a vet move by Jalen Carter. He's like, we don't have a timeout. We need a pause here. I'm just going encroachment. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. So he gets the encroachment. It's first and five from the six yard line with 20 seconds left with an offense that had been going up and down the field on you for the entire second half. From there, we get a Cowboys false start. We get a Josh. Josh Sweat must have been like, he must have just been begging all game, like, get me over to that. I Trust right. me. He doesn't you usually get me to that me. side. Yeah, he never rushes from that side. He's like, get me over to that side. I swear I will get a sack. He gets a sack against Terrence Steele for an 11-yard loss. Now it's second and 21 uh, from the 22 with five seconds left, uh, they had the incompletion in between there to Tolbert, where they didn't spike the ball. They just chucked it deep to Tolbert. Then they get a delay of game. And then even the last play, whew, all the Eagles are in the end zone. 23-yard completion to CeeDee Lamb inside the five. Like, that wasn't at, like, the nine. That was inside the five. But they rally. They tackle. Time runs out. And the Eagles escape. What were what were your favorite moments uh, <laughs> from that last drop that I just I, described? Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe the uh, uh, the encroachment into false start where it's like, okay, like I, I need to see a snap here. Like I, that's just, that's just ramping up my intensity. It's ramping up my freak out. Yeah. And then uh, the Josh Sweat sack where you were like, you know, I, they didn't, they, I don't think they said it on the broadcast, but usually in that spot, though, the color commentator always makes sure he says, you do a lot of things here, you know, throw the ball away. If it's an interception, you know, obviously again, the game, whatever, but like, you just can't take a sack. Because right. the clock's going to run. No timeouts. Can't take a sack. You got to do something. At least give your guy a shot. Whatever. And Prescott commits the cardinal sin, right? Takes that sack. He also, like, was trying to get away from the sack and realized too late he should have thrown it away. He could have just chucked it. Get the second down. You're still from the 11. Like, is that that play was the biggest swing play right there. If you go and you look at, like, the ESPN uh, uh, win probability projected graph that they put up on, on their game recap, the Eagles are, are a 80 Five, 90% chance to win the game for most of the fourth quarter goes to like 75, 80% once the, the Cowboys bring it within one. And then they're at, you know, like a 92% chance to win when they're when they're salting the game away with less than a minute left after the force down stop. And then all of a sudden it spikes to Cowboys are likely to win. The Cowboys are favored because they have that that first and goal from the 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 six, right? Mm-hmm. They have that, that opportunity. Like sweats play 
was the biggest single single play swing in a fourth quarter defined by single play swings, defined by like, like those, those critical moments. And so, Josh Sweat, what a season so far, and none, uh, uh, no bigger a moment to this point than that one. This a week after like Hassan Reddick had a game ceiling sack, Brandon Graham had in this game what should have been a game ceiling sack. Eagles pass rush, man, it's crazy how they, they perform there when uh, when rubber meets the road late. Yeah, I really thought this. Like I again, I was thinking midway through the fourth quarter, I'm thinking like. Part of the big story of this game is that their pass rush is getting handled here. And like we haven't seen this happen pretty much all year. Uh, but as the possessions go on and as they get more opportunities, they find a way and the end they end the game there. All right. Let's uh let's do a little split it up. Eagles offense, Eagles defense, and leftover thoughts, and then we will be on our way here. Uh, what are you drinking, by the way? We were talking about this before the podcast started. Oh, what yeah. is this called? Liquid what? Is- Liquid death? So okay. It's called Liquid Death. Liquid Death okay. is the name of uh, originally what's like a uh, water brand. It's like sparkling water, or regular water, still water, whatever. Just straight up water, not yes, no, which, nothing which, in there. Okay. Which like branded water, and like it's meant to look like a tall boy, and it's got like in, like intense art on it and stuff. And the whole thing is to be like, okay, if you're somebody who like doesn't drink, but you don't want to like, you want to like still have like a cool beverage looking thing, drink a liquid death, right? So like people have it a lot often at like events that the youth go to. You're not aware of this. I'm aware of this. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, I have never heard of this. Right. Like here's the here's the beers in the cooler and here's like the hard cells in the cooler and then here's liquid death. They, I never drank liquid death. I find the whole thing of like, oh, here's some canned water that looks cool. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I recently <laughs> tried their tea. I'm a big tea guy. This John is delicious. All right, I'm drinking Grim Leafer, which is like Grim Reaper, but it's a leaf because of tea. Uh, it's got 30 calories and it's absolutely delicious. It's great, low sugar, low calorie tea. That I was I gonna ask, what's the sugar content in that bad boy? And we don't have any uh, sugar alcohols or anything in there, Total sugar, we? six grams, which is six okay. grams of added sugar. Has 100% Now, is that one vitamin. serving, that big can? There's yeah, one, one serving, one can. Okay. Has 30 calories. It's 100% of my vitamin B6 and B12. The ingredients okay. are water, agave nectar, black tea, citric acid, natural flavor, which is bergamot, which is like a black tea thing, and then vitamin okay. B6 and B12. Oh, it's very right. good. Good it's for high you. Co- I, yeah, I'm taking care of myself. And yeah. I lost my water bottle at some point during the day of football. I can't find it anywhere. Oh, I just found it. It's behind my laptop. All right. Anyway, I found my water <laughs> bottle, but I couldn't find it before the recording. I needed something to drink. So I went and got one from the fridge. And it's cold. It's like you put that in the fridge. It's like a cold, like a iced tea type thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have okay. a, a hot yeah. beverage in a can. I mean, it could have been room temperature. I don't know. I was going to put warm you know, beverages in cans, well, well, Shield? Well, well, didn't you say it's a, it's a black tea? Yeah. Okay, because I feel like I've never had a black cold tea. All iced tea is black tea. Like a Lipton. Okay, so that's the same as like yeah. if you just did like a Lipton. Okay. Yes, exactly. I was thinking like a green tea. You know, like I've had a nice iced green tea. Yeah, okay. I love an iced green right. tea. But I'm a big right, tea well, guy. Good for this you. is the best. This is the best tea I've had. They're super cheap on a certain website that delivers things on two-day shipping with Prime. No free advertisements. Even listen, though I mean, I was the gonna tea. say we yeah. and we just did like a listen. This was not an ad. Uh, if they do want, if they're listening and they do want to advertise, there's your natural promotion. Uh, otherwise, you didn't hear any of this and uh, disregard the name Cliff. You can bleep that out so that we don't get in trouble with our <laughs> great sponsors. All right. Eagles offense, 21st downs and 292 total yards. You think, all right, you know, they didn't have a, a great game. Disaster down the stretch, as we just said. Their last three possessions, 14 yards, no first downs, and three punts. Again, if they lose if they lose this game, we're saying their offense sucked down the stretch. Those last three possessions got to be better. But I do think if you zoom out here, Ben, their first one, two, th- their first six possessions, they scored four touchdowns. 
like again, against a great uh, defense. None of those were short fields. They had to go at least 60 yards on each of those possessions. So actually by EPA per drive, this surprised me. I just looked it up. This was their second best performance of the season, even with the way they faltered down the stretch behind only the Rams game uh, in terms of EPA per drive. They didn't they didn't turn the football over, uh, so that will go a big way. You score four touchdowns, you don't turn the football over, that's an efficient day. In terms of success rate, they were just above what their average is uh, for this season. Again, Tyler Steen got the start here at right guard for Suo Opeta. Cam Jurgens did not come back yet. We'll you know look at the film and see how he did there. He certainly wasn't a disaster. You know he, there were a couple reps there where he got beat that they where they showed, but uh, that's expected. Had the big fumble recovery there. I don't know that that's how offensive linemen are uh, typically graded, but that was a big play. Uh, what did you make overall of the offensive performance? Yeah, uh, very uh, methodical into shot, and it worked really well, right? They had 4.9 yards per play. It's a pretty like, quiet day on offense for a 28-point performance, high EPA per drive performance. Like Altogether, they weren't taking off big chunks. You know, It was a lot of small runs. It was a lot of underneath throws. They had 14 third downs in this game, converted seven of them. So 7, 14, 50% Ooh. is great. And then you go two for two on fourth downs, right? Because a lot of times when the Eagles don't convert a third down, they actually did convert that third down because they got to fourth and an inch, and they're going to get that. Uh, so methodical. Uh, stay ahead of the sticks, converted a lot of first downs into new first downs. And then when they went to take their shots, were successful on their shots, whether that was in structure, out of structure, scramble drill or, or, or the Devontae Smith throw or what have you did a nice job finding those, those opportunities. Uh, clearly like, like, um, like I was like AJ has been such a hugely featured part of this passing offense and, and continued to be so, but like found the Devontae Smith shot. They found a couple of Dallas Goddard looks before Goddard got hurt. Like there was a little bit more uh, activation of some of the, 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 uh, the other passing weapons for you. So just a very like measured and successful and easy day on offense. Like you said, for their, uh, they had six drives where they were like meaningfully try to get stuff done. That wasn't like eating the clock. And they had four touchdowns and two bunts, right? Mistake free football and scored seven when they got down low. It's a, it's a good professional day on offense. Uh, Jalen hurts here. 17 for 23 for 207 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Again, I hate to use like the cliche, but this, this was efficient. This was gritty. This was tough it out. This was don't make the big mistake. It was that kind of game came up with the big touchdown pass that we discussed earlier to Devonte Smith. I mean, to only throw six incompletions, uh, all game against this Cowboys defense, that, that is, uh, that is pretty impressive. Like this you game, said, they kind of yeah. needed a game like that, you know? This game made me check to see where Hertz was on the completion percentage rankings after your prediction preseason that he was going to be first. Where's he at? He's like ninth. Uh, so he's obviously having a good season, completing like 68, but, 69% of his passes. Okay. Um, like he's he's like three percentage points behind the lead. You know what I'm saying? Like this is like this is very movable over the over the course of the season. Yeah. But this was the sort of game where it was like, oh, like this is what Shield was talking about in terms of the easy completions that are available, and then the way that he can complete passes down the field, both because he's very good throwing and those guys are very good catching the ball down the field. Yeah. I mean, like the the ball barely touched the dirt uh, in the passing game. The running game uh, again for another week just is not like. I think our just, our expectations skyrocketed for this rushing attack after the first few weeks. I think this is more of what it's going to look like, which is totally okay, especially because Hertz isn't ripping off explosives the way that he did last season. Swift did put the ball on the ground twice, right? It's just something to watch. Yeah, uh, he had the other right. fumble too. That's right. That's yeah, another got, one that went their way. They recovered that. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah, right. Swift just lands on it and then it gets ripped <laughs> out, and and the refs call it fumble Dallas ball in the field, which means there has to be enough to overturn, and there like very clearly was. 
But I remember a game once where there was a lot of evidence to prove that the Eagles had a fumble against the Cowboys and did not get overturned. This was like 2018 or something on a kick return. Michael Kendricks, I was losing my mind. So I was worried about that one. Uh, they get that fumble, and then obviously the Swift second fumble is a little tough to fault him on. But the the running game operation, a little bit uh, uh, shakier, a little bit not as great. Got a couple of Rashad Penny handoffs, though, so... All's well that ends well. Got to see, got to see, got to see the man. What Penny. was that about? All of a well, sudden, they open up the second half, and it's it's Rashad Penny time. Yeah. Oh, those were only two carries, two carries for eight yards. They would seen enough. Activate the they are a bit of a weird team. Yeah, I don't know. Got us to a third and two. That's all we wanted from him. Head back to the head back to the bench, Tigers. <laughs> Kenny Gainwell hours. By the way, Kenny Gainwell opening drive red zone touchdown. They love him down there. What are you gonna do? He scored this one. All right. So everybody's like, oh, it was so bad against the Commanders. He's going to keep on carrying the football down there. I mean, he's, he scored a touchdown here. They're going to keep on uh, toting the pill with, with Kenny. It was a good run. It was a 12-yard touchdown. Uh, he converted. Jalen Hurts is all the way up to sixth, 68.9% uh, in uh, completion nice. percentage here. So there you go. Um, Jeff McLean, I see, tweeted that Jalen Hurts said, selfishly, I don't think the bye could have come at a better time yeah. uh, about his injured knees. I mean, Seriously, like we, I'm sure we are underestimating what kind of pain that man was in. That that was a tough hit. I mean, that was right at the knee, helmet to the knee. That's the type of hit you see quarterbacks get knocked out of the game for. He stays in the game, uh, which I would if I was ready to rip the coaches because I'm like, there's 15 seconds left in the first half. Get his butt back in the locker room, check on him, and have someone else hand the ball off. Like, why? but it's kind of like the Hurts mentality. I'm sure he was just like, no, 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 I'm going back out there. I'm not missing a snap uh, right now. He goes back out there at the end of the first half. So uh, it'll be a it'll be a big you know it'll be very telling when they come back and it's Monday night against the Chiefs. Whatever Jalen Hurts looks like physically in that game, like if he doesn't look great there, then I'm. It's it's like this is what you have the rest of the season because if he's going to have that break and still kind of look limited, then there's no reason to really believe he's going to look much better when he's playing games every single week. Um, you know, until maybe the playoffs. Uh, if he comes back and he looks a little more refreshed and healthy, then you're like, okay, let's uh, let's manage this the rest of the way. But maybe some of that athleticism can still be there. All right, so. Dallas Goddard, again, we still have to see what's up with his injury. You mentioned it with A.J. Brown uh, and Devontae Smith. The run game you mentioned, 33 for 109. So, yes, yeah, still we're not able to get that going. Uh, Eagles defense give up 27 first downs and 406 yards. They forced two punts on 10 possessions. But they got a goal line stand. They got a turnover on downs. And somehow, Ben, Matt. I had to look. They allowed six points after halftime. How is that a thing? Right. I, that is not the game I watched that they allowed only six points after halftime. That's right. crazy. Uh, <laughs> Eagles Eagles outscored the Cowboys 14 to six in the second half. Oh, my God. What? No, 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 no. Did Go they? Go check Are your you math. Sure? That's not yep. a thing. Oh, my God. That is precisely what happened, which is very, very silly. I don't believe any of that's real. Uh, yeah, the... Uh, the personnel snap counts are, are, aren't up yet on True Media. Usually we kind of have a, a look at those numbers. I wasn't able to find them. Uh, but it looked like it was a pretty uh, similar rotation safety-wise to what they had. A lot of Sidney Brown in the slot. Saw a little bit of Eli in the slot as well. Uh, linebacker rotation. Defensive tackle. Milton Williams out there a lot. Jalen Carter out there a lot. Jordan Davis out there a lot. I still think Davis, Davis looks, to me, banged up. Uh, Davis doesn't look as, as impactful as he did 
uh, pre-injury, you're just not seeing as much of a of success on the inside. He's also some some good reps. He's a very big fellow, but it doesn't have the same juice yet. I think in the first month of the season, so you notice that a little bit. And then yeah, secondary wise, I think it'll be really nice for them to get like Roby back. I think that'll standardize the nickel play a lot. I think you'll see Sydney maybe used in some specific packages. Like we talked about like some run defense stuff. Uh, he was largely a first and second down player the previous week. And then Eli Ricks was the third down player. I think that was pretty similar this week as well. Um, but I think you'll see when, when Roby comes back that they try to make Roby a three down player there if they can, and only use Brown in, in specific spots. Uh, altogether though, uh, they continue to win defensively the way they've done previously, which is by asking their pass rush and their defensive line to solve problems for them. Uh, and then uh, you get the occasional peak play by a secondary player, right? The great read tackle on the fourth down stop. Talk about Cunningham making that third down tackle to set up the fourth down stop. And that's enough for the, for this defense with, with the way the offense is playing to, to hold things down. But absolutely does not feel like, Oh, 17 first half points into six second half points. They're really batting down the hatches. That is not at all how that, that performance felt. And Nicobe Dean left this game. Uh, I forgot to say, I don't know if they mentioned that on the broadcast or not, but I saw that uh, somewhere he left this game with a uh, with a foot injury there. So we'll see uh, what that looks like. Uh, Kevin Byard, I thought, had a tough game uh, in this one. Listen, he just got here a couple of weeks ago. That's someone who, let's see, after the bye, what it looks like. But they were definitely picking on him. When they got one-on-ones with Kevin Byard in some high-leverage spots, third down, they were attacking him, and they were getting the better of him uh, quite a bit there for sure. Yeah, a lot of Eli Ricks, like you mentioned, in this game has just had to play a, a lot of snaps, which is probably not uh, ideal for them. Um, and then they're still rotating stuff at linebacker there. So uh, in terms of defensive success rate, this was actually about an average performance uh, for what the Eagles have shown this season. But in terms of EPA per drive, this was their second worst performance uh, aside from the first meeting against the Washington commander. So I uh, actually, I thought Dak Prescott was like fantastic in this game. I mean, he goes 29 for 44 for 374 and three touchdowns, especially in the first half. Like a lot of those snaps, Ben, it was like, they weren't in rhythm plays that the Cowboys were hitting. Like he was scrambling. He was creating. Like at one point I was like, he, he scrambled like three times on the first possession, I think. And then he had other stuff where he's on the move and he was hitting stuff downfield. So uh, this will be one where I want to watch the film. Like were they forcing him to hold on to the football? And this might be just one of those, you know, tip of the cap type games where the quarterback played well and your defensive, your pass rush wasn't there as much as it should have been. Uh, they were just peppering CeeDee Lamb over and over again. I think they had different plans for them. I don't think any of them uh, seemed great, but 11 for 191 on 16 targets. Not ideal. Jake Ferguson, seven for 91 uh, on 10 targets there. And then, of course, Jalen Tol- How many yards? Let me see. How many yards did Jalen catches did Jalen Tolbert have before this game? Let's see. Where's his game, game log? Jalen Tolbert game log. He had three catches in this game. He had seven catches all season. He had zero yep. catches on one target the previous two games. What the he heck? He had five targets. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure all of them were in the second half, if memory serves. Yeah, uh, three for five for 49 yards. Let's hmm. see. Tolbert, five targets, and it was one in the third quarter and then four in the fourth quarter. Jalen Tolbert had one-fourth of his targets this season in the fourth <laughs> quarter of a one-score game against the division rival Philadelphia Eagles. Sometimes that's just how, when your number is called, Sheil, the Jalen Tolbert game. <laughs> there you go. All right. What else you got? What do you what do you have as we go into the bye? Yeah, I was Final I definitely thoughts. after that first half I was a little bit like, oh, this feels a little Ganony. Like Dak's just kind of getting whatever he wants, and like you know, there's there's space in the zones, and wow, this isn't so great. Second half, I think I think when you go and you watch the film, 
I think you'll see that just like pass rush wise, they were winning and Dak was neutralizing them by getting off the spot. Dak's pocket presence and pocket management has always been one of his best traits, right? Where like I said, like he does this, you know, pre-snap stuff where he ends up on the wrong side of things and he has these bad decisions against pressure, but like all generally he does a really, really good job managing the pocket. And I think that you saw the Eagles winning a lot of rushes, getting a lot of initial pressure, but Prescott was finding space and escaping. And then that allows him to do stuff on the scramble drill. I will say um, Jake Ferguson, seven for 91. The Eagles are really struggling against tight ends so far this season, which makes sense given where they're weak linebackers and, and safeties. But when you have a, uh, you know, some Travis Kelsey and George Kittle games coming up on the schedule. It feels like something worth noting is that the team right now yeah. struggles to to deal with the tight end position when, when they're in pass defense. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt about it. And the other thing, and we talked about this when we, when we talked about the, the preview last week, Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the NFL against the blitz and has been for two years. Like it's not a fluky mm-hmm. small sample thing. So it's kind of hard when you're a defensive coordinator like, what are you going to do when your pass rush isn't getting home? Do you want to attack and be more aggressive, especially with the injuries in the secondary? Is that smart? I felt like they were at a point once they go up 28-17 where they were like, make them work for it. And then it was like, all right, we got to stop there. Make them work. And then it was like, okay, we have to get one more. Okay, we have to get one more. You know, I think they felt like if they got one of those, the offense was going to be able to uh, do enough there. So, uh, you know, it, it would certainly was not – a great defensive performance, uh, a lot of moving pieces for this defense so far through the first uh, nine games. We'll see what it looks like after the bye. All right. I think we got to everything. I don't think I'm missing anything. Eight and one. Eight and one Eagles. <laughs> it's incredible. Coming off a Super Bowl loss to go eight and one in the first nine games uh, going to your bye. Get, is a, really, get a week uh, of really rest. Something. Chiefs get a week of rest. And then it's... It's just Super Bowl rematch week 11 of Monday Night Football on the week of, is that Thanksgiving week? No. 6, 13, is 20? It? it is Thanksgiving week. Oh, buddy, what a time. I can't wait. No, 20th is, is uh oh yeah, the week where like, yeah, Thursday is Thanksgiving. They play yeah. on yeah, the Monday. Yeah. Like, yes. like, like, we're going to watch that game and then I'm going to spend Tuesday packing the car, getting a turkey ready and driving, driving on home. Like it's going yeah. to be a fun week for your boy. Chiefs on Monday of Thanksgiving week, as Ben said, and then the Sunday of Thanksgiving week, just the Bills at home. No big deal. And then the week after that, week after that, the Niners at home. Then you go to Dallas, a Dallas team. I mean, mad that you beat them in this game. And then you go at to at Seattle. So there you go. Next uh, one, two, three, four, five games. The Eagles and Bills fun. should agree like that Like each one of them has far too many like skeletons and like tough rivalries and difficult teams to play it's just be all backups in that game just hang out and have some fun throw the pigs around the yard everybody gets to relax take a week off we all go back to being very serious and very angry against all of our big rivals next week or how about this when you when you started that sentence i was like that is a good they should just both agree to just take a knee until there's like 10 minutes left and then be like, let's just play a 10-minute right. game. Let's escape with we'll no injuries. Yeah. You get a drive. I get a straight <laughs> overtime. You get a drive. If it's a touchdown, yeah. you win. If it's a field goal, I get a drive. We see what happens. I, I, I Maybe they can uh, agree to that one. We shall see. All right. Thank you to everyone for listening to another Victory Pod on the Ringers. Uh, Philly special. Thank you to Solak. Thank you to... Uh, Ace producer Cliff Augustine, which uh, my daughter will just randomly now say uh, thanks to Ace producer Cliff Augustine around the house. So uh, I'll get that on video, Cliff, and I will send that to you. Uh, Eagles go eight and one by next week. Then they come back and they face the Chiefs. All right, thanks to everyone for listening. We will talk to you soon on the Ringers Philly Special. Really
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.